It is January 1st, folks. And dedicated December is over, buddy. Uh, nice cold Michelob Ultra. You know, it's not like we were starving for it, but it sure does taste good. It tastes real good. And I'll tell you this. It's nice to have one with you in person, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're sitting across from each other in the same room, which is a rare occasion. Never happens. Here in my version of the Stoffice in Pendleton, Indiana. So, Trev, we've got something pretty incredible for these guys this week. <laughs> we did a pretty good job, not going to lie. Not to pat ourselves on the back, but... Um, my back feels padded. <laughs> but I think we've got something good. Yeah, we certainly do. And before we get to that, we're going to leave we're gonna leave them on a little bit of a hook. Because, speaking of hook, Brad Hook, thanks for, thanks for trying, buddy. We almost had you on. Yeah, too busy picturing cattle, which we that, get. That trigger finger, just a little too happy nowadays. But, but we love you. But he, let's just say this. Of the people, of the ones we got on there, he's the only one that could not make it. Yes. Everybody else could, so. Yep, yep. Anyways, there's a little bit of a hint of what you might expect of who could be on this show today. Now, let's first talk about how awesome our friends at Walton are for bringing us the Arizona National Man, I mean, oh man. I did want to make the 28-hour drive down there, so. <laughs> yeah, especially right after the holidays. Whew. Uh, stuff. Thank God for the people at Walton. Stuff. But the quality of stock, I mean, yeah. if you haven't seen the pictures yet, you can go check them out because just go look on Arizona National's uh, Facebook page. You'll see it. Hats uh, off to the Arizona National. Wolf. Looks like uh, looks like it was a heck of a show. Um, yeah, Walton Webcasting, obviously, folks. If you haven't already, you've got to subscribe. Go to waltwebcasting.com. And if you missed Arizona National and every show before that, you can uh, go find it If once you subscribe. They're going to be all over the place. I think they're headed to uh, Florida here this weekend. Yep. So uh, make sure you're in tune as much as we are with waltonwebcasting.com. Uh, good stuff. Well, and I will say the, the show cattle were evaluated uh, by a pretty popular guy, yep, I would the say. Market steers. Uh, you know, also a pretty popular guy on our episode. Mm-hmm. Um, our a past episode. He may or may not be on this episode. <laughs> we'll leave that up for you to wait and see. Uh, but show cattle connection. You know, you want to talk about show cattle, Trev? Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about what they got going on. I'm telling you, show cattle connection, which we uh, is owned by a guy who may we, or may not also be on the show today. Yeah. So. Uh, as you know, they started a year ago, uh, almost the same time we did and things have skyrocketed. They have a huge widespread knowledge based, um, service for you guys of people that if you want to sell your cattle, all you have to do is contact them and their representatives will put you in the right direction. If you're looking to buy these cattle, Mm. those same people can get you the right cattle at show cattle connection. You guys got to, if you're in the buying market, show cattle connection is the place to do it, but to buy them show cattle, it's the, it's the right time to do it. And, uh, those guys got it figured out. They are doing things next level and the people that we work with on a daily basis, I think you guys should work with also. Incredible, incredible people. Um, Trev, we got one more little tidbit that, you know, if you've been following along with us, you know, uh, that this is happening. But we want to re- reiterate the fact that in like two and a half weeks, Trevor and I are going to be in Denver, Colorado. Speaking of cattle, yes. I mean, think about that. Uh, yeah, speaking of cattle, nice segue. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be at the yards at the bull display with Matt Lautner and crew 
at his at his display, and we're going to talk some show cattle. January 17th at noon. That's right. So show up. If you're going to be in Denver, show up. We're going to have merch. We might even do some giveaways if you're lucky, uh, or, if, or if we have merch available at that time that we want to do giveaways. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to have oh, a good time. Be a blast. It's always a fun time in the Mile High. I'm looking forward to the red beers. I know since oh, yeah. we just drank our first beer, uh, it's pretty popular out there. Like. Yeah. Uh, so... Man, man, oh man! What a what a dedicated December. Look forward to that. Uh, here in yeah. the next couple of days, the boys yep. are going to get back on, talk about uh, some gains or maybe losses. Losses. So what gains? Good gain, good losses to be gains, I yes. guess. Yes. So, uh, well, I think the folks are on the edge of their seat. <laughs> At least I, I do. Hope so, but let's now discuss just for a little bit of what a year it has been. Oh my. Think about just these livestock shows getting bigger and better. Impactful industry changes, both negative and positive. Right, mostly positive. Mostly positive. New new technology and products coming out. Mm. New stock people entering the world. <laughs> and losing some of those exceptional individuals in our community. Mm-hmm. It's It's been, like most years, a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. You talk about the ag environment and all that other stuff that's gone on with the the excess amount of rain and and the harsh winter we had and and now you know the circle has come full and it is a time for reflection and renewal but trev we're going to reflect and renew and the only way we know how <laughs> i tell you yeah it's it's crazy if you look back a year ago we were just a year ago today we were just thinking about posting our first episode uh, our trailer. Yeah. yeah, just thinking about it. And look what's happened. The people we've met, people we've lost, people we remember. Uh, just an amazing deal. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get at it. All right, folks. Today, on episode number 50, 50, we have brought you an incredible lineup. When I say lineup, I mean we've got five, count them, five guests that you all might be familiar with. But you're going to have to wait to find out who each one is as we go along through this episode. So, Trev, you got someone awfully special to introduce here to kick us off. Well, he's awful, awfully special. Awfully special. Words, words are still hard. Words are still hard. <laughs> that, that the one new sip year of won't beer. change. <laughs> <laughs> the one sip of beer really got you. So, uh, not only is he special to me uh, because he is my great uncle, but he's special to Stock Talk because he was our very first guest ever. Ever. Jim McCoy, folks, of Real McCoy Genetics, is who you're going to hear from next, right now, in this episode, first of five, which we have. You guys know who he is. If you have not heard about Jim McCoy, go back to episode number two, and that was literally a year ago. Yep. So, uh, Jim McCoy, folks, let's not hold you from it. All right. Well, yeah, we don't want to take much more of your time, but uh, you were our very first guest of this entire adventure, and we got to get you back on because you pretty much conducted the interview for us. We had no idea what we were doing. Still, still trying to figure it out. But, uh, but no, that was that was really cool. So, uh, Jim, thanks for coming back on. And uh, how things, how have things been since uh, we last talked there at Real McCoy Genetics? 
Uh, really good, really good. As far as the business goes, we had an excellent year. A lot of hogs won. Had a great set of boards we got put in, and and they were received really well. We we moved our open house up, like uh, kind of like Lean Value did. We kind of shared that weekend, and and uh, business wise, has been really good. And then as far as uh, you know, since the the stock talk uh, um, podcast, uh, lots of response. I mean, Im- immediately, really from the. I guess the jackpot show there in the winter circuit there had people stop me and say, Hey, I listened to that podcast there. You know, that was really neat. And I had a lot of guys, uh, um, Clay Pruitt, I guess, came up to me and it kind of lives in that area. There were some of those guys in Indiana. I talked about just, you know, as old as I am back in the day, you use that phrase a lot. And, uh, they, uh, he said, you know, I hadn't really thought about those guys. And, you know, it, you know, it said brought a smile to my face when I got to, to hear about some of those people we don't see in the hog business anymore. So, and it did. Truthfully, it did. I appreciate you guys letting me do that because it did me a lot of good because that was a, a really a big turning point in in uh, my life and the, in the family's life and the business uh, in the show pig industry. And it uh, it allowed me to kind of bring that back up in my mind a little closer and, and kind of put a smile on my face, too. Yeah, I I've I mean, like I said in the in the episode, uh, folks listening, that was episode number two, clear back January thirtieth. So might want to go back and re-listen to that. Um, yeah, that I mean, I've heard it a couple times from uh, just family events or whatever, and getting it recorded, I, I thought was was awfully special. But and I honestly, up until last week, even to this day, there's people like, man. I want to hear more about the Real McCoy genetics. Got to get Jim back on because I know there's a lot more history and people love the history behind that. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I, I know Corey did as well. He, yeah, that was kind of the first time he heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. We'll and, get, we'll get deeper into it someday there too. I know we, <laughs> we, we kind of, we kind of touched a little bit and we'll, uh, we'll maybe get a special time to, to maybe finish some of that story when I figure out that I want to do it for sure. There you go. But, uh, yeah. had a really, really neat, uh, neat sentiment from a guy from Texas there it was up at the state fair this summer. And, and, uh, I won't mention his name. I don't, I don't suppose he's mine, but he said that he said, uh, I, uh, I've listened to that episode. So every time I go into process pigs, fairing house, I turn that on. So it's kind of neat. <laughs> That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. I had, uh, Dan Hogue stopped me at the Stark County fair in Illinois and this summer. And, and, uh, we talked about, about that. And, and he said, I'll never forget when, uh, when that moment happened when the fist slammed and hit the table uh things, <laughs> things in our industry were changing <laughs> so yeah i had uh, actually had the opportunity to have a meeting in that in that very same uh conference room um just about a month ago and um there was some guys that were there that we had, were at that meeting and i didn't even say anything about it but uh at the end of the meeting and kind of shaking hands and uh they said, you remember last time you in this room? And I grinned. I said, yeah, I do. And they, they remembered it too. <laughs> they brought up some of the same, some of the same, uh, same things that happened because it was a really volatile time and, um, of kind of a very, very split, uh, split decision as far as the way people felt about things. And, uh, it, uh, we needed, we needed to talk and we did, and we, we did what we did. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, Jim, I want to, you know, speaking of, of history and things of that nature, um, you know, the exposition now, uh, not the World Pork Expo, but the exposition is heading to my home state of Indy, Indiana, uh, there in Indianapolis. What, uh, what's your thoughts on that? I know we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. We're real excited. Um, but just kind of wanted to get your feel on it too. Yeah. You know, that, that expo, the phenomenon of the expo has kind of, you know, shifted everything time-wise as far as when we breed sows and we start selling pigs in January, 
for those Novembers to, to go to the expo because it, it, it fuels this entire um, show season for the for the summer and fall and excitement level and, and builds and you know that thing all started as the as the Hampshire the Midwest Hampshire type conference way back in the day is all it was and then it uh, gradually in you know NPPC uh, uh, picks it up and and kind of runs with it and makes the trade show and of course you know we know the the evolution since then and then the um, uh, the ASF situation last year and, and the you know the move to uh, to Indy was uh, it was a, it was a tough decision I know um, with the negotiations um, with uh, Port Producers Council and and um, uh, and NSR and CPS and ABA having to split which I think is a very good decision because of the the live you know the live traffic uh, with hogs and and uh, people from overseas obviously uh, everything you can do to, to prevent any any problems is, is I think very very beneficial and they've they've spent I know Clay's willing era has spent uh, just hour after hour trying to negotiate the, the right things to do for for us as, as our segment of the industry and, and the other also and and um, you know it came down to you know scheduling problems is one of the reasons it came to uh, to Indy I think because there was already some things going on out there uh, with some junior rodeo and, and what have you and it came down to kind of a you know the final choices of where to go and India is of course we all love Indianapolis going to the, the state fair show and and uh, the history that that brings and and of course they're getting going to be getting the new facility and all that um I, you know I, I think it's i think it's uh it's going to be a great event you know it's going to be a great event where it's at or wherever it's at and um love the cho- the option to go to india and obviously not having to drive the extra nine yeah. ten hours is going to be nice <laughs> the uh the, you know feedback from you know i was at the like i said at the meeting here in iowa the other day and and just talk with some guys you know the 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 tradition and the history of the the old world pork expo and now exposition with the um, um, you know Des Moines Fairgrounds State Fairgrounds there is going to be missed this year and and you know, we'll see what happens after they people kind of talk and give their opinions you know a lot of that thought of uh, that history um, is basically you know everything that goes into that deal at Des Moines right down to Diamond Jacks down the street. Mm. Right. You know, everybody's going to miss that, you know, because there are lots of uh, lots of things hashed out. A lot of you know, a lot of good times just fellowshipping and, and um, visiting with with breeders you don't get to see any other time of the year. And, and there's a lot of good time spent there. And the way that whole thing is laid out, um, that tradition will be missed. You know, and, and Indiana can start their own tradition, and we'll see if it's going to be a one year or, or a uh, you know multiple year or permanent. We'll see, but. Uh, uh, that's just some of the thoughts. Some of the guys was, you know, they really hate to hate to miss out on the way the way Des Moines used to be. Um, you know, the, the the Des Moines scenario for people who've never been there. I mean, it's 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 interesting to me with all the technology, all the different stuff we make, you know, and gating and all these different things. The original gates that we've been seeing since back in at least the 70s are still used in the ring at at Des Moines, and uh, they slap a little paint on them. They leave the, they still leave the same uh, finger pinch and knuckle bust and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, faster gate fasteners on there. But that we like that, you know, and it's part of it's part of heritage and history. And and it's kind of neat to see all that old stuff that we've always had. Yeah, I mean, there's been so much change, uh, well, throughout the past year, but yet let alone throughout the many years. And change is always hard to grasp, but think about the positive changes we've had so far that's now second nature to us. And like you said, it's closer to home for us. And 
you know, I think everybody would like to admit that Indiana, Ohio, and Illinois is kind of the the center heart of, of the show pig industry, so why not move right in the middle of it? Well, and I can appreciate, too, Clay, you know, when he made Facebook um, with that video, I mean, he, you know, I can really appreciate just how heartfelt it was and, and the thought process wasn't easy for him to make. Um, but, you know, sometimes change is necessary and, and you know, these things aren't taken lightly. And, and I think him and the rest of the leadership team there at the NSR, I mean, they they understand everything that uh, that could go into the, you know, the history and, and the, uh, you know, what what could be missed out on. But also, uh, I think they're they're preparing for something that's, uh, you know, going to change a lot of things in, in a positive way, too. So. Yeah, it's you know, the the leadership is has always been important, obviously, but maybe more important now than ever because of some of the the uh, trials and tribulations we're going to face with um, the situations in the industry, um, you know, nation or uh, worldwide. Uh, we've got a great uh, great leadership team in place at, at NSR there in particular right now that uh, is, I, I think is really on top of things and and communicate. They they openly communicate with people. Um, you know, the, I, I hope they'll, they'll take everything into consideration. I, one fellow from California that me the other day, you know, said, somebody asked him, said, you guys, you know, bringing your whole crew to, to expo and said, no, I said, that's another, an extra nine hours from where we're already at out in California and said, you know, there'll be a few of them straggle out there, but we're just gonna, we're gonna kind of skip it this year. So, you know, you, you, you hear those other sides of the scenario and it's like, oh man, that, that is a, a little bit, uh, a little bit much for some of those out in the West coast. And that, of course that California contingent is, is very strong and they don't just show up with pigs. I mean, they really compete. And, right. Um, right. So, you know, it, there's a lot of things to be talked about in the future. And I, like I said, because of that communication leadership, I'm, I'm sure it'll all be talked about and, and weighed and, and uh, get the right decision made for the, the best of the industry. Hmm. Yeah. I think a big, you know, the, the step one of that was to uh, separate just a little bit from that international travel, uh, just with all of the, the health issues that, that that could bring and, you know, still have the pig show because um, it's domestic anyway. But um, no, I, I'm excited that it's that's closer to home uh, selfishly. Yeah. But um, no, I think, like you said, no matter where it's at, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it'll be a it'll be a good event. So it's a little like the field of dreams, you know, build it and they will come. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, it's it's, it's going to be the same thing with, the, you know, if you got pigs, the kids are going to show up. They're going to they're want to be there. That's right. Well, um like I said, this was going to be a quick little little phone call, but it was uh, an important one because you are our very first guest ever, and now we're we're approaching episode fifty, or I guess this one will be episode fifty. So um, that is uh, pretty much all we had for for today. But just wanted to thank you for starting us off right. Finally, uh, we're hitting a, a full year here, so excited to see what twenty twenty brings. Well, I, I uh, again. Um... I appreciate the opportunity to do that with you guys and, and congratulations to you guys and the way this thing has just leaped into the forefront of the industry. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, talking about, uh, new and challenging things to do. I mean, you guys jumped right on board and, and really, uh, got this thing rolling and it's, uh, people are talking about it all over the industry and it's, it's a great thing. And, uh, just congratulations to you guys. Well, we appreciate Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, it's been fun, and I feel like we've got a little better since your episode. So <laughs> hopefully, ah, <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys are good. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right. Well, good luck in 2020, and uh, I know I'll see you here sooner than later. All right. Take care, guys. Yep, we'll see. Thanks, ya. Jim. Well, I uh, told you guys. 
quite the special guy. And uh, man, I cannot wait to get Jim back on to talk more. We mentioned a little bit in that phone call. Yes. He's got a lot more story to tell, folks. Yes. So uh, probably going to be on for a third time. Who knows? Could be. Looking forward to the day that he decides he's ready. Yes. Now we're going to flop species a little bit for the second guest, Corey. A uh, guy we mentioned earlier. We uh, dabbled in his business and one of his businesses that he owns. Tell him about it. That's right. Folks, coming up next on the show is a guy that is extremely well-known within the cattle business, both on the show steer side and you guys might just recognize his kids from the hog ring as well. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we got none other than Mr. Todd Caldwell. Well, thanks for jumping back on. Um, hey, the last time we talked, uh, Show Cattle Connection was kind of in the middle of it starting uh you started the first part of 2019 and we're we're nearing the end so what kind of uh success have you had from that and just kind of explain from the last time we talked in may until what's happened now i think it's been really really good i mean hey i'll be honest when you start something new uh you always want more um but but i think for our first year out uh the way i judge it i guess we were able to sell some really good cattle for, for some really good people. Uh, didn't have any major catastrophes or chain, train wrecks. So that was a pretty good deal. You yeah. know, as far as money collections and that thing, everything went very, very well there. Um, you know, so, so I see us continuing to grow. The, the reps have done an absolutely awesome job for us. And I, that was my hope when we started this was, as we talked in the, the initial episode there, you know, getting a diverse cross-section of people from within the industry as far as, you know, age and location and whatnot. And I think that's been very, very good for us, uh, you know, because they, they're able to reach out more than, than what just one person can. And, and I think we've done a good job, like I said, of getting them scattered across the country uh, so we can see as many uh, of the cattle as we can that we're actually selling for people. So I think it's been, it's been great. I uh, look forward to, to 2020. I think we'll just continue to grow, uh, you know, and hopefully we can get more people on board uh, with what we're doing. Yeah, no, it's been interesting to kind of sit back and watch it grow. seems like there's more and more sales uh, every, every week on, on that website. So, and, and we're, we're glad that we can, uh, kind of work together on some things. I know you guys are a sponsor with us, so it's worked uh, really well for our part too. Um, so yeah, it's been been fun to watch that deal grow. So yeah. Todd, Todd, with uh, do you know off offhand, um, you know how many reps do you guys work with now? Oh gosh, uh, there would have to be, and God, without looking at the dang thing or counting them in my head, there would have to be right at a dozen. That's what I was thinking, because uh, even that number's grown. Oh, it's growing, you know, and we try to, like I said, we're trying to, you know, get just get enough of them scattered out across the country, you know, because I think the key to a lot of this, if, you know, it's hard for us to help you sell your cattle if one of our reps is not able to see them. Uh, you know, and I think we did do a very, very good job of that this year, you know, getting someone out there to lay their eyes on the cattle. And that way, when people call, it just makes it a lot easier to promote those things uh, correctly, you know, when somebody's actually looked at them. So, All right. Yep. And, and you know, you're like in the heart of show dead season when it comes to showing cat prospect cattle. So how have you, how have you handled that 
and and uh, getting some of these cattle sold on Show Cattle Connection. Has it been easier or harder? I don't know if I've handled it worth a crap, to be honest with you. I suppose it just depends which kid or which kid you ask if I've handled it any good or not. No, it's been fine. Um, it is hard, you know, to you know, because basically Brandon Jones and I jump in a car. Uh, there basically right after the Illinois State Fair, and he'll he'll jump out from time to time to clip State Fair ones in other states. But you know we basically live in that rental car uh, from the middle of August till usually the weekend of Matt Copeland's sales in New Mexico, which is usually around the 12th of October. You basically live in a rental car, and right. uh, you know thank God I've got you know, the Bremer family here at home and the kids around home to, to manage what we've got. Now we do usually try to wait and not start bringing much for cattle home till the latter part of September. Uh, you know, and that works out best for us. And that way Brandon and I are both back home when there's 150 plus head running around between the two places. Um, so that makes it a lot nicer not gathering them up as early. And I, I realize we probably, for some reason, some folks, they know more than get rid of their state fair one and, and get excited to put another one in the barn, which is fine. I'm just totally opposite. I know when we got rid of cold steer after state fair, we did have a couple in the cooler for Louisville. And I'm like, man, I'm about tired of this cooler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. You know, you just, you just eventually want to just shut down for a little bit, but you can't. Uh, but no, like I said, I, I think we had a really, really good fall. Um, you know, we, 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 tried to uh i think we've got a really really good set of cattle scattered out this time i mean we had real good luck in indiana we've got a really nice set over there again and got lucky and won that beef expo and uh, probably got the nicest set in illinois that we've ever had you know had some folks step to us that, that had never been with us before and then we've got our, our old customer base that that stepped it up and sure bought some nice ones so that's exciting to have you know, I, I want to win every state fair, but the state you live in, the state you grew up in, are two that are always going to be near and dear to my heart. And man, I, I think we're at this point we look real good as far as a, a good start. Anyway, you just got to hope that Mother Nature doesn't doesn't take a shit on you and, yeah. and mess some things <laughs> up. Because in this show cattle deal, that's really the only the only thing that we're fighting is Mother Nature. Right. Yep. Well, it, so we're we're getting close to to Denver time here, uh, you know. Gosh, in a month, geez, it doesn't seem like it should be here yet. Um, but you know, we talked on on your episode too about you know that's that's kind of the one uh, that that you guys have a goal of going after uh, in the show steer ring. So, do you have anything loaded for Bear to head to Denver this year, or are you holding back and and kind of waiting for the right time? Oh heck no! I, I we've got one. Um, I you know it'll it'll be interesting uh, to see. It just seems like you know everybody thinks that 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 everything's so easy, and it just seems like this steer is just one that any little thing that could go wrong to slow him down is he's dang sure done it. <laughs> but we're, we've stuck with him, and, and I do think he's going to look nice, but. You know, keeping in mind that, you know, that show is so tough and there are so many good people working just as hard or harder than we are uh, on a calf to go there. So, you know, yes, I, I think we've got a calf that's high quality enough to deserve to go. 
Uh, but you know how it is. We've got to have a high quality one there and hope it's our absolute lucky day. Cause I mean, there'll be so many good ones there. That's when luck comes into play and just hope Liv didn't use up all her luck in Louisville. So, <laughs> well, we wish you the best there. It was, uh, I know when we dug into your episode there back in May, um, for those of you who haven't listened, it's episode 16. Um, they are excited for Denver. It sounds like they've won every other major, and that's the one they're going after. So, yeah, we're we definitely wanted to touch on that subject because uh, you know we've seen the success your cattle have had so far, and in May they were just kind of getting started there. And uh, but no, I I always love seeing those things progress. So, uh, speaking of that last episode, have you gotten any feedback from uh, from your listeners or those that may have listened to that episode? Oh, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you know, the, the the funny part is I've had a couple of people that I, I really, to be honest, didn't know for sure that they didn't really like me, but I kind of had a pretty good idea that have stopped me. And actually, it just happened at the Hoosier Beef Congress, you know, stopped me and said, hey, we just want to let you know uh, that when we travel to shows, we listen to those podcasts and we listen to yours. And, and it was very, very good. We're, huh. we're glad that you said some of the things that you said, because I think a lot of people fight some of the things that we fight. And I think more, more people fight it. I mean, everybody thinks maybe it's just the, the kids that have won a major stock show. And, and I think through this, we've learned that it's not. I mean, I think this negativity bullshit, I think it happens on every level. I think it happens at county fairs. I think it happens at district levels, state, national. You know, so I, I think a lot of people were, were glad that I brought it, you know, that I said it to make them feel better that, hey, we're not the only ones getting caught up in a negative shit storm uh, of a bunch of stuff that's really not true. And so so that did made, you know, make me feel better, you know, that, that people did listen to it and, and people appreciated it, you know. Right. Oh, that's, that's what awesome. What we're finding is a lot of people uh, have been able to relate to some of the content that, that we uh, are lucky to be able to provide um, through this platform too. So it's nice to, nice to know that you're, uh, you're feeling that way too. Well, and it's like I told that family there in Indiana, I said, more than anything, I, I really hope that, that as adults, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, you, you sit and watch all this. And on a lot of times, it's the kids talking. But the thing that the kids are saying, it's a learned re response. I mean, they, they've heard that somewhere else. And, and I just hope that as parents, hey, we all get pissed off when we get beat at the show. There's none of us leave home wanting to lose. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And, and, it's, and it's okay to be, to be disappointed when you don't win. Hell, I'm disappointed when we don't win. I leave home, I want to win. And, you know, but I, but I think as, as grownups and parents, you know, hopefully it, 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 it will make all of us take a step back and maybe think that it's maybe okay to talk about some things, but when it's a direct reflection of negativity towards a child, then we probably need to rethink what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, and that was my whole point of all of it, you know, bringing up some of the things that I brought up, you know, it's, you got a problem with me, hell, let's talk about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but don't, don't take your problem with me 
out on a child just because they happen to have the same last name as me, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, and that's... hopefully that, that will, and it's not, you're never going to change the industry. It's just the way it is. Um, but uh, you know what, if, if I can help a couple of kids from going through some of this crap that, that a lot of the other kids have had to gone through because they had some success, irregardless of the level, then I, then, then the things that I said were, I'm glad I said them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you there. It's uh, I mean, <laughs> you're never going to change the way people think and act. But like I said, if we can help a couple kids to not go through that kind of negativity, that's a pretty good deal. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the, to help people at least, you know, if they're not going to change this, this is the whole, I mean, you could, you could talk about, you know, people, if they're convicted in the way they think and they're then they'll never change their mind. But if you can help at least one person, you know, you're doing a service to some, you know, the greater, the greater cause too. And, and it's not about, it's not about, uh, you know, changing the world it's just at least trying to impact someone's life you know in a positive way too so oh absolutely absolutely well we're we're glad you're that uh a we're glad that we uh we were able to get you on for for, for your first episode and man thanks for uh for jumping back on we love to kind of catch up on some of the you're obviously one of our top five most listened to episodes so we're sure people want to hear back from you we wish the best for uh, the caldwell family and everything you guys do there in 2020 so uh we may see you out there on the hill hey that sounds good thanks guys i appreciate the opportunity you yeah, betcha good luck. uh wow again we're two for two already and, <laughs> unreal. And, yeah unreal and, and these are only like 10 or 15 minute conversations, but totally worth it just to kind of reflect and, and learn some new stuff from these yeah, guys. Just see and, where they've been in the past yeah, year. Yep. So good luck to the Caldwell family moving forward here in 2020. Um, our thoughts and prayers go mm-hmm. out to them. Yep. Uh, some difficult challenges here recently, um, but really excited for them and what they have to look forward to this year. You betcha. Good luck in Denver. That's the one they're hitting. Good luck in, yep. Good luck in Denver. Um, so Trev. Now let's hit them with something that they should all know from previous episodes. Little Topics from a Hat. Topics from a Hat. Brought to you by Fierce Threads, the only apparel that we get screen printed and embroidered comes from Fierce Threads, your number one source for that high quality screen printing and embroidery. Put your business success forefront and upgrade your apparel today. Fierce Threads. Thank you, Corey. This week, it's from James. He actually emailed us. A uh, little like, old school. like it. I like the email. So you don't have to just uh, social media, but uh, stocktalkpodcast.gmail.com does just as good. He wants to know a little bit about this man of the year or market exhibitor of the year, etc. that the Pig Planet does, and he enjoys the thought behind it, but seems as if they all are a little bit of a popularity context. There are certain clicks that stick together, and they start sharing their own kids' things, and it's more of a popularity for the kids, he puts in quotations, um, and what lesson does that actually teach them? It's who you know in this industry and these sales to win certain shows. What are your thoughts? Thank you. So, James, thanks for the email. I think this is a timely and interesting topic, uh, might add. I actually, I'll just kind of shoot from the hip and go first here. 
I think the uh, it's something that people are starting to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, if we win this the one, breed, breed, yeah, breeders yeah. of the year, whatever. Yeah, that's awesome um, too. there was a couple of breeders who put some uh, Facebook lives and videos out there. This is the second year in a row that this boar has has been man right. of the year. Or there's eight. some value to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. the Lairds, the Becks, they have all these lists of boars who were nominated, and that's way cool. I right. think it's another marketing tool um, as far as the man of the year go. Uh, I will say, as far as the exhibitor of the year goes, um, you know, the popularity comment that James submits, I I think it's, if you work really hard to be successful within the livestock industry, you should have some recognition. And especially if you're doing it at a high level and it's voted on Mm -hmm. uh, by the peers of the industry, that could be recognized. Uh, However, I hope it doesn't turn into, hey, vote for me. I I would rather it be like, wow, um, this person or this kid has won this many shows consistently and really likes to do it instead of right. how many likes it gets or how many shares it gets. Yeah, I guess, you know, when you when you talk about the the man of the year part, I I'm 100% agree. You know, yes, it is a popularity contest, but the popularity contest and the clicks, you know, that sort of thing, yeah, those exist in pockets, but you got to have a lot of votes to win those things. Right. And, and there's not one particular group that I think can outrank another with votes based on just the group of people they're involved with. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that vote, vote on these things, too. Right. So, like, keep that in mind, too. I, I would say it's really neat to be able to, to have some sort of a recognition at the end of the year, you know, um, individual studs or people involved with – I mean, Champion Drive does some with the Clubland mm-hmm. deal, too. Yep. And, you know, the people that are involved with those pieces of livestock, yeah, they, they want their stuff voted on. I mean, just yeah, as much as anybody. Right. And they're going to share it and they're going to try to get as many likes and followers and people involved. So, you know, is it a popularity contest? Maybe. But obviously the most popular one should win. Well, right. In retrospect. Yeah. I mean, and then I think the same can be said for the exhibit of the year, too. Because when you think about these kids that are out there working their tails off and involved with good breeders, good livestock all year long, and they've had you know several pieces of livestock do well and mm-hmm. win, it, it's hard to not want to root for them. Yeah, right. Even if you're on their team or not. Right. And, and so you know, and, and again, if that's a popularity contest, uh, may the most popular one win. Right. You know, because they're the ones that have probably put in the work or been involved with the right crew to help them get to a certain level. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm kind of, uh, unfamiliar about how the process works, but don't they have the, like man of the year, uh, they have to be nominated before. Yeah. Yeah. They got to be nominated. And then, so it's not like Joe blows Ram in the backyards getting right. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, a pretty legit system. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be years before you see an edge club land buck. On man of the year. <laughs> hey, that's a goal to set. <laughs> Uh, good topic, James. Great and and topic. again, folks, keep sending those in. We do see them. We read through all of them and we reply. So, um, rather it be social media or like James did, send us an email and uh, we'll get on with the next one. We'll take it. Happens to be an incredible lady of the industry, one that is growing in popularity on our show too, continuing yes. to climb the ranks. Uh, so, if you're if you're gathering the uh, the system here, these are our most popular top end listen to episodes blaine arthur is next and i'm sure many of you have heard her episode and i'm telling you what if you haven't go back and listen because she goes into some parenting things she calls them helicopter moms that's the name of the episode and uh, just just a really awesome conversation 
And you're about to hear another one, folks. Um, so here she is, Blaine Arthur. Well, uh, we'll just jump right into it. So we saw on Facebook that you visited the White House, which not many people get to do. Um, so what were you there for, and how was that experience? Well, we uh, got invited to attend, so my husband and myself, uh, as an ag commissioner for the state of Oklahoma, uh, they made an invite to several different ag commissioners, and uh, both uh, the first time for me and for Jared uh, to get to be there at the White House, and it was certainly kind of an interesting change of pace in our uh, unique life. We were uh, showing cattle at the Kansas Beef Expo um, on Saturday and Sunday, and then we stayed in Wichita to fly out to D.C. Uh, the next Monday, uh, so kind of went from the barn uh, boots and jeans to fancy clothes <laughs> in a short time period, um, but it was really uh, a pretty incredible opportunity for us. You you had to go through certainly a lot of security uh, beforehand and provide information to them, and then a lot of security when we got there. Uh, but we were in attendance uh, with about a couple hundred other folks, um, and those were there were some other ag commissioners that were invited to attend, but also uh, cabinet members uh, for President Trump, and then uh, one interesting visitor that Jared and I certainly enjoyed visiting with was Attorney. General General Barr, uh, someone who folks who follow politics have probably seen his face quite a bit um, on the television lately. And so just to have a chance, number one, to be there um, at the White House and representing um, our ag producers, but number two, to visit with a lot of those folks that um, are engaged in making decisions that uh, make a difference for all of us um, here in the United States and ultimately kind of across the world. It was a pretty uh, humbling experience for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, with everything going on now and uh, you guys are at the White House and everything else, I, I just ran across and I was like, holy crap, that is awesome. And you got a lot of people <laughs> uh, that, that shared it. And uh, it's it's cool to have such a... Uh, you know, a, a backing from, uh, you know, the industry that we're involved in. We're all pretty, pretty close to it anyways. And then you represented us at a high level. So, uh, no, that was cool. I, I just wanted to touch on that and, and see what your thoughts were behind that. But yeah, most of the time you have to be a, a world champion football player or baseball player to get invited to the White House. So that's <laughs> yeah. pretty neat. <laughs> it was, it was definitely kind of a, a trip of, or opportunity of a lifetime. And then to have the president come there down and talk to us, you kind of wanted to pause that moment and think I need to remember every you know piece of this so years from now that I can tell uh, hopefully my grandkids about it or whatever the case might be yeah, yeah right <laughs> so so let's talk a little bit about your your Louisville experience because uh, we had a chance to catch you there in the in the barns um, and and watch um, the heifer get shown the the Charlotte heifer anyway um, and uh, I think she continued her role of success so um, what kind of, what kind of experience was that for you guys as a family and, and, uh, how much wrangling did you have to do at the show? <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely kind of, as you all understand, all hands on deck, uh, even to get out there to the show sometimes, uh, mm. just getting everybody headed the right direction and the cattle looking like you want them to, and, uh, becomes pretty high stress, at least, uh, around our shop, uh, as we get close to, Showtime and uh, Kelton, our son, was um, incredibly fortunate to have um, a really uh, successful Louisville and 
um, a, a Charlotte heifer that we um, got from Jared Boyert, uh, who's been very, uh, the heifer's been very good for us um, kind of ever since she was um, a calf and has seen a lot of success. And um, I know in the, the open show, Kelton, our son, he's just little, but um, he shows uh, the cattle himself in the open show, which uh, we think is a good opportunity for him to be out there with uh, the adults and kind of experience that on the green chips. And so uh, thankfully, my part of that is just making sure that uh, he had starch clothes and a show stick and his number uh, to go in his harness. And then we've got a, a wonderful crew uh, of folks who help us get um, those cattle ready. And, and Kelton was very fortunate to um have the heifer uh, from Boyerts that uh, was a selected champion there in the open show. And then we have another heifer that we sure like a lot uh, that Callie Thomas uh, showed for us. Um, and she ended up being reserved. So it was, uh, again, uh, one of those days that uh, everything kind of clicked along just like it needed to. And we certainly soak in those days because there's days when they don't go quite as well as you would like for them to. Um, so it was quite quite the experience and then more kind of on the humorous side of it uh kelton had told my husband jared that um if the heifer did well uh that he would have to shave uh his beard off um and so um i got a a video uh from one of our friends of um jared getting his face shaved and jared is uh, he's kind of baby faced without the beard or the goatee so that was kelton got got a big kick out of that and then i looked like uh, my husband was my kid and not my husband for about two weeks until that facial hair grew back in so oh, it was it was hilarious. a fun a fun uh experience and opportunity we're just very fortunate to have uh the chance to show some great uh females and and you guys know this sometimes they uh fill up and get ready and look like they need to show day and everything just kind of comes together and we were lucky that that was one of those days for us oh yeah well uh, like Corey said we were kind of um snaking through the the stalls there and you guys were about ready to head into the ring and uh Corey and i just kind of looked at her and was like okay yeah we ought to go watch that show so we <laughs> headed up to the ring and uh yeah that, that was awesome uh, so congratulations to you guys so um so yeah another thing we wanted to kind of talk about is we have you uh to thank for kind of getting on the trail of following some of the female leaders within our industry after um your interview Corey and i had a a good meeting about you know we we probably didn't focus good enough uh up until your interview and we kind of went after that afterwards and and interviewed some excellent excellent ladies within the industry so we have you to thank for that so the question we have for you is we want to continue that trail so who would you like to hear from and it doesn't have to be just female but we would love to know if you had some off the top of your head of folks that you would like to hear uh, on a long trip uh, to pop on Stock Talk? Well, um, and I will tell you, I listened to uh, quite a few of your all's episodes as I drive uh, down the road because I do a lot of traveling. Um, yeah. And so it's a great thing to fill the time with. Um, and I've certainly, I enjoy listening to all the interviews, uh, but kind of from an Oklahoma perspective, uh, someone who comes to mind pretty quickly for me um, is Christy Collins. Um, and Christy, I, I remember as a kid, uh, Christy uh, is, uh, was, a, was the kind of photographer uh, as a kid, at least here in Oklahoma, as far as taking bull pictures and kind of having a unique way of 
uh, presenting uh, those animals and being recognized. And then uh, we had a chance when we were in Argentina uh, this summer to see uh, Christy Judge down there in Argentina. So that was quite um, an experience. And I think she has lots of uh, interesting history. I think that's the thing that a lot of us like to hear on your all's podcast or when you get some of those uh, tenured uh, stockmen and stockwomen that can kind of walk back through the history is is incredibly interesting. I agree. Oh yeah, we uh, well, my notes are already firing up, so we will <laughs> we will contact Christy. Uh, we've actually, I think there's there's been somebody else or or maybe a couple others that have wanted to uh, to get her on as well. So yes, she is next for sure. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we're with you. There's a lot of that history in itself is so fascinating to listen to. Corey and I are hungry to hear uh, where where our uh, you know our roots come from, and from that we can learn uh, where to go from there. But have you had any feedback since your uh, episode there at the beginning of September, or or people that said anything to you directly? You know, I absolutely have, and it's been great uh, to kind of see the diversity of the audience um, that you all reach, and so that's that's been everyone from um, college students at Oklahoma State uh, that uh, had were already listening to you guys and said, "Hey, I heard you on that," and you know, had some questions about after they listened to it, but. Uh, then also, uh, I think the ag world is smaller and larger kind of sometimes as we think about that. I was at a meeting with um, all of the other ag commissioners uh, from all the other states. We get together for meetings and uh, the one gentleman from uh, Minnesota came up and he said, hey, my son wanted me to come talk to you because he listened to you on the podcast <laughs> and wanted to make sure that I met you. Um, so it's been uh, lots of fabulous uh, feedback, I think, certainly just uh, from, you know, kind of a variety of folks that listen. And I think, too, for me, um, it has generated, I think, some questions and some interest uh, from lots of listeners kind of more in the policy realm, which is kind of where I um, operate on a daily basis, which I think has led to some great uh, questions and conversations and dialogues. So lots of uh, positive comments. And I will say certainly too, I was very appreciative of a lot of very kind comments uh, from other moms um, and other females in the industry uh, that had great things to say about you all and having uh, me on uh, to talk about kind of a female's perspective uh, from the cattle and livestock industry. So I was I was amazed kind of at the reach and the response uh, that came from across the board. Wow, that's awesome to hear. Uh, well, we just we love to hear stories in general, and uh, wow, you just never you never know what's going to happen and who's going to hear it. But uh, man, Corey, I think uh, I think we nailed it on on her episode. So that was kind of <laughs> well, another catapult moment. Well, Blaine, we when we talked in Louisville, I was like, I'm so terribly sorry that the audio quality was just awful uh, <laughs> on your episode. But if it if it's any consolation to how big of an impact your episode had at least for us you're you're a top five episode um for us in and the title i think could have been any better i mean <laughs> helicopter moms i think we need I, to put that on a t-shirt i and, i uh, have i have gotten quite a few comments about the helicopter mom for sure that's awesome <laughs> a lot of those so it's 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 been great and too it's just been a great 
a chance to really visit with folks that probably necessarily we wouldn't had, you know, maybe that conversation starter or reason to visit. And so I, I always appreciate the opportunity to start um, a dialogue with uh, folks that I might not have crossed paths with. Right, right. And and we feel the same way too, because I, I think our ability to to network with you and, and others that we've had on uh, our show before it has meant a lot to us. And I know uh, to those listening to, um, if you want to go back and listen, it's episode 33 um, that aired back in September. And uh, we just, Blaine, we want to thank you for jumping on with us here for a little short interview um, and, and uh, wish you the best of luck in the new year. Well, thank you guys. Um, I appreciate uh, the voice that you continue to give uh, to the livestock industry and to the ag world and hope you all have a great holiday season. All right, Blaine. Appreciate it. We'll uh, take care and good luck moving forward. Okay. Thank you yep. both so much. Yep. Bye. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye. I told you folks, uh, she is quite awesome. We could, we could have probably talked to Corey for another hour. Oh, <laughs> we could have had a whole another episode, which easily nothing's out of the question. So, uh, we, we, like, like we said in the phone call, saw her down there in Louisville, just an awesome family to be around. Got to go to the white house, man. What an interesting mm. life to live. Yes. Very much so. Well, Jeff, I'd say it's about time for the next one. Why not? Why not? So, folks, uh, this one right here that we're getting ready to talk about is a top three episode. We're getting into the nitty-gritty. On Yes, we are. On Stock Talk Podcast. Folks, uh, this next guest is one that, personally, I'm, I'm proud to know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people in this industry are. And, you know, a guy that's extremely talented, he's a great friend of the industry, great family man, great stock person, none other than Mr. Brandon Callis will be joining us. Here we go. So let's start off with, uh, we we saw you judge there in uh, Louisville, the North American. How was that set of cattle? And better yet, how was the experience? Man, it was awesome. Uh, Anytime you get to... uh... To, to go to Louisville, really any of those big shows and judge, but Louisville just got a neat mystique about it. And, uh, man, it was awesome. That, that Charlay deal was, was flat incredible. And then, and, and, and the Lemmys are probably what surprised me as any, I've, I've always known there's some good ones out there, but I'd say this year is probably as competitive as that, at least that Limplex has been in, in a while. That's, that's going to be a wicked, wicked thing to watch those young calves kind of continue and, and progress. So no, it was, it was awesome as usual. Yeah, though I was, I was impressed. We uh, we we actually went through the the barns there and just uh, shaking hands and meeting people, and we went through the Charlet section there and actually ran into one of our past guests, uh, uh, the Arthur family there, and we saw that heifer yep. and we were like, oh, we ought to go watch this show. So um, oh yeah, but no, I mean not only that one, but there was there was quite the set. So yeah, you're right though. Louisville has that that atmosphere around it where it's kind of the, the Super Bowl and everybody wants to be around it. So we enjoyed uh, listening to you there. For sure. For so sure. Kelsey, and, and before, before I forget, uh, I want to make sure we're all still keeping the, the Rob Long family uh, yes. in our thoughts and prayers, lost their, their little girl here. And, and man, that, that uh, I wasn't extremely close with him, but I've been the Simmental business and, I've known that family for years and I've always admired just the way they do things and, and the, the family approach they take and to lose a, a team member like that, especially mm-hmm. your, your daughter, that's got to 
be a difficult time, especially in the holiday season, like we're in. So let's just, I'd say lift them up and then keep them in our prayers as well. Oh, absolutely. We talked about that on the Christmas episode. You know, family time is kind of uh, surrounds holidays, but, you know, rather whatever you think about your family, you got to, you got to talk to them and enjoy those moments because you never know what's going to happen within that next year. No, you, you don't. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, some some terribly sad news. But yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up too, uh, um, Trevor and I. We just thinking about uh, the the great stock people that uh, that aren't going to be with us in 2020 is kind of kind of disheartening. But you know, um, makes you want to make sure that you're spending that extra time that much more with the with the people yep. that are here. So, um, for sure. So, question about about Louisville, and this may this may be a tough spot. Uh, to put you in, but, but I just kind of want your thoughts. So, um, yeah. so it's you and three other judges uh, sorting through the cattle, the junior cattle. Mm-hmm. And then yep. when it comes down to the Supreme drive, you get no say. How, what, yep. What's your, what's your opinion on that? And, and maybe how, how that could, could change or benefit or be a good thing or, or whatever. So uh, again, probably some of my unique experiences, I, I was actually, I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced this. Um, Oh, I guess it have been like 2014 or 12, somewhere in there. I, 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 I did the same thing at Kansas City. You know, they bring an independent person in who hadn't gone through the cattle, hadn't judged them or anything, and I was picking a Supreme there. And then about a week before Kansas City, I think somebody had kind of bowed out there in Louisville, and they had invited me to be part of the junior pro, uh, show in Louisville that year. It was weird just stepping in there – hey, you got to pick a supreme animal from all these animals that other people have, have chosen to be up here. So it's a, it's a little different. Uh, I'd much rather, uh, and I, I talked to a few exhibitors about this. They're at the show. I, I'd much rather come together, all three or six, whoever's the ones picking, and make them post a card. You know, r- rank those animals, make them, but post that card where everybody in the arena can see it. That way you can't go to the backdrop. Your buddy who's mad at you, you know, that they did win, they know exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, they know exactly how the points fail. And so I think I, I personally like the, the committee thing better on something like that, picking that Supreme. But as long as they would post that information, kind of like Denver has with the Steer Show, mm-hmm. that way it holds the judges a little more accountable, some liability there. But then also it, it takes out the unknown of, man, wonder how I finished. You you know right. exactly post it up there, right? Yep. And and I you know personally speaking, I think you know given given the opportunity and, and what was so different, I think about Louisville, um, you know this year because I remember in years past where there was a committee you know that selected the supreme you know uh, uh, three guys, yep. and, and this year it was all on one one person. Yep. And, and, and they changed that about two or three years ago, I think. Yeah. Matt Leo might have been the first one that, that okay. was able to be the only person flown in there at Louisville to, to pick them. But yeah. And, and I think this is the first time I've actually watched the Supreme Heifer Drive uh, in person since oh, probably 2015. So, uh, but, but got a chance to watch it. And, and I just was sitting there thinking like, man, I, as a judge, I don't know how I'd feel not being able to have a hand in, in what, uh, what gets selected as Supreme overall, uh, at an event like that. So, you know, I, I think and we're, we talked about it, um, uh, with some of, you know, this, this Supreme judging panel, this committee type selection, uh, to do things like you said is holding guys more accountable 
and allowing people to know exactly where they stand when it's all said and done. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I really have, have developed the mindset that that is the key to the committee thing. I like it that they don't let you talk because then a dominant personality can't, you know, convince others to, to, to kind of sort their way. Right. Mm. But I think the, the deal of it's, nothing, it's just like judging in college, you mark a card, you're responsible for that card. Don't have wonder and eyes, but the difference, man, when you post that and you know, it's going to be posted, you know, everybody's going to see it. I think it, it tightens the grips on those folks that maybe might have a, an integrity glitch or might have a weakness for one exhibit or another, but it puts it up there where you can like, Hey, I, I've got to, I've got to do this right. Yep. And, and I think that it puts ownership on it. Oh, I think it's a, that's a great idea. And that's going to get you the most honest evaluation for sure. So uh, folks listening, if you did not get a chance to hear uh, Callis's full episode, it's episode 31 and it happened in August there. And we share a lot more of these ideas and um, we titled it by his goats. So the question arises, did you sell your goats? I did. Um, had a lot of calls, uh, probably about three serious ones. And, <laughs> and yes, they ended up leaving. Uh, I had a little five-year-old girl that didn't talk to me for about a day. <laughs> uh, was, was trying to get those things loaded on a buddy's trailer and get them out of there before she could figure out what was going on. And, and she come up and her favorite was Ladybug. And when she saw Ladybug get on the trailer, she looked at me and then actually poor poor guy's wife, uh, he asked her like, what are y'all doing with these goats? And, and she didn't really know that that we hadn't told Cambry. She's like, "Oh, we're loading them and taking them." And I think she went and jumped in the truck, and I got in the truck to console her. And she just looked at me with a look of, "You better leave and leave right now. I don't want to talk to you for a while." So, so I, that's that's how I operated. But no, she's better now. Goats are are being taken care of. So no, it's it's good. Well, good. Yeah, hey, uh, I don't want to do any self promotion here, but did you sell them based on a stock talk ad? Um. No. Now, two, two, of the, two, of the, two of the serious ones, though, two of the ones that are more serious, they, they, that's where they heard about it uh, for sure. And so, no, didn't. I'm pretty sure the person that bought them, uh, they, if they don't know what Stock Talk is, they do and just don't want to admit it. <laughs> they just, they, they're not probably avid listeners, at least out in the open. I was trying to bait you into saying yes so we can get more sponsorship, but I appreciate the honesty. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh so okay so what's happened since we last talked in august uh you know what's going on at the ranch you guys uh probably diving in i don't know do you calve or are you a winter caver guy we uh, are we are we are fall we are fall cavers we we play right. the texas oklahoma market and so we've got all of our falls on the ground uh growing them out uh we're in the middle of trying to grow as much hair on our oye calf as possible because those exhibitors that showed oye know when february one comes you really can't touch your calf because you don't want hair flying everywhere because <laughs> uh, it's hair hair losing time at that point so the the game is man grow as much hair and work as much as possible here for next month and until you got to shut it down yeah uh and I, I, t- I tell people we're trying to slow down but we're not very good at it so we're just <laughs> we're, we're we're getting going hauling hay just doing whatever just ranching good deal just ranching there you go uh how's recruiting yeah. going for next year it's been good. Uh, our, our new additional Spencer uh, Scotton has has done a, a great job helping me and and getting getting these kids rounded up. It's been good. But I, I'll say since we're on this platform, hey, any other kids out there? We we, still, right. got, we still got open. <laughs> this Redlands is a pretty good school. 
but no, it's it, oh yeah, it's it's going good, going good. We're we're blessed for sure. That's awesome. Well, uh, good luck, and uh, I'm sure you're gonna may you may show a few here in the future or whatever. So hope 2020 brings you a lot of success there. So uh, hey, before we close, have you gotten any feedback, good, bad, or uh, indifferent from the episode that you uh, you had with us there in August, or any thoughts with that? It has been, uh, it, it was crazy for about a month after, after that aired, um, just, the the reach you guys have, I, I think you're starting to figure some of it out as far as the reach, but I still don't think we really know how, how wide this thing can go. And just the amount of people that have uh, contacted me, uh, through different messaging, different social media, phone, whatever, um, and, and complimenting on, on the job you guys are doing and allowing people to kind of get a message out there and, and, and promote this livestock thing in a positive way has been, it's been great. And it's just, it's opened a lot of doors to try to, again, meet, meet some more people to try to have an influence on in a positive manner. And, and so I, I thank you guys. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. And I, I'd say 2020 is going to be y'all's best year yet. Cause I, I, boy, 2019 was, was flat amazing. Well, we appreciate that uh, sincerely. Uh, it, we always appreciate to have minds like you and the many others that we've had on to just pick the brain. So, I mean, we're we're gaining notebooks full of stuff. So, uh, you know, we always want to want to make sure that you know you guys are satisfied with what's being put out there, and we can't thank you guys enough either. But we appreciate the kind words for sure. Yeah, and thanks for letting me gig my, uh, Brian Arnold. Yes. Oh, yes. Of his, of his deal too. Yes. Yeah. You we were. I was like, I was waiting for the right moment to insert that. And I was like, we just better rip the band aid and do it early. <laughs> uh, I like making people uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was funny to be there, sitting next to him in the room, and and if anybody could see his, you know, his body language shifted just for a minute. <laughs> that well, yeah, that it was awesome. That was a live broadcast, so I got to watch it on Facebook Live while listening to reasons. So yeah, I, I was cracking up. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. There you go. Well, uh, we thank you so much, and uh, best of luck there in 2020. We hope to catch up with you at the next one. Man, I tell you what, it's just so easy to have a conversation with him. Yeah. And uh, another one could have another long Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, you know, just so much respect for, for his viewpoints, his his ideology. Man, I just love talking to Kels. Yeah. I, I just love talking to Kels. In the 10-minute, whatever that was, 15 minutes. Yeah more ideas it felt like two seconds yeah i could have it could have kept rolling yeah for sure well trev how about we do a good old-fashioned segment we like to call social smash social smash brought to you by brad how forward ladies and gentlemen if you have not figured this out already it's winter time and since it's winter time you might need to upgrade to a new truck so you can get down the road with some safety. I may have to call Baxter or one of the guys over there. <laughs> I would say so, and, and it's a good thing that you probably should because they have award-winning customer service. Folks, visit Brad Howe Ford in Kokomo, Indiana today. Trev, how about some social smash? Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So this is a time of year, I think, that a lot of people are – we're getting back, right? We're – we're we're lambing, we're pigging, we're we're having baby calves. Calving, we're kidding. We're kidding. I mean, I ain't kidding when <laughs> I say this. <laughs> I ain't kidding because we're in an era now that social media is full of more pictures than it is words. Honestly, that's true. 
which is nice for me, a guy that has trouble reading them. Right. I kind of, that's like a picture book, but on social media. Right. So, so this would be a pet peeve in preface to uh, the, the new year coming. Um, if you posted pictures of livestock that are very uniquely marked mm. in December, and you advertise them for sale as a January or February or, God forbid, a March... Mm-hmm. On Facebook, I'm gonna call you out. Yep. Just be honest. <laughs> just be real. <laughs> just be. Let's just keep that in mind. Let's just remember what we posted in 2019 as we move into 2020. Yeah. And let's be let's be more positive. Let's be better on social media. Yeah. I think we talk about that often, but that's my little pet peeve right there. Yeah. Is let's make sure. Just be honest. That we're being honest. I think because you can trace back to social media. I think next year, and we're gonna change just a little bit of things, which we'll get to. Uh, as we get into this episode, but uh, one of the things we will not change is Social Smash. Yep. I think it's made a positive impact. Yeah. Weren't sure how we were going to start at the beginning of the year and shifted it. Uh, I agree with you. I don't even know if I have much to add to that. I uh, Just be honest, and this makes social media positive, and I love the pictures. Yeah, keep posting the pictures. Yeah, just make sure they're, they are when they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good stuff. Love it. Corey, who we got next, man? Uh Buddy, I'm telling you, I never thought that we would have a person have an have a not necessarily an epidemic, but a a title named after them. It's called the Ryan Rash effect. Yeah, there's people talking about the Ryan Rash effect, folks. Ryan Rash is on our show today, and he is still over twenty thousand plays all time. Can't believe it. Uh, he makes up for like. Nine percent of our entire place. <laughs> I, one guy. We have fifty episodes now. Obviously, the number one episode of all fifty. Yes, clearly the number one. Um, number two could not join us today. Was we alluded Brad that Hook. we alluded that to that earlier, Brad Hook? Yeah. So, uh, Bradley, Jay Bradley Hook, Captain Hook. I hope that one-eyed horse is treating you okay out in, in the pastures picturing cattle. But we don't have time for you, but we do have time for Ryan Rash. So, Ryan Rash, welcome to the show. Tell the people, what's the hottest commodity judging these shows nowadays? I don't know. Like, uh, I just see so, I mean, I do am blessed to get to go to so many different places and judge so many different species. I think right now, more than anything across the board, just there's just so much better. And they're so much better in terms of their movement and, you know, the kids are so people laugh at me when I say this, but the kids are so fun to work with, at least when I am out there and doing stuff like that. And that's why I like to do it. But in terms of the stock, I really do think that they are just getting better and better. And again, like I said, the first time we talked, I think it's because we're moving away from single trait selection and we are really focusing on the entire animal in all the species. And if you do that and you don't just focus on one aspect, then of course they're going to get better. And, you know, uh, especially here the last couple of weekends, I've judged hog shows and, uh, I tell you what, they were really, really good. And I, I like judging hogs the most because I think there are so many structural differences and that species compared to the others. And that's what I really like to read and sort, but, God, that one show in Ohio, particularly, that stuff was really, really good. It was a long day, but it was a fun day, and so many good ones 
came rolling in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, to give you a little background, I'm sure they told you, but I don't know why the schedule worked out the way it is, but you were in my back door, and I happened to be judging in Mississippi. So you came to Ohio, and I left. So that kind of sucked. But I heard extremely positive, awesome things about uh, the job you did there, and they said they had record numbers of uh, you know, six to seven different states there and 650 head. And, um, so no, I, I watched it all on, uh, on Walton webcasting and made sure I, uh, I caught it as much as possible. So no, that, that's always, that's been a, a fast growing, fast growing show. So it seems that was, it was good, good show. And I guess for them, they said they had great weather. I think it was like, low 30s upper or upper 30s and wasn't snowing and right. they did have a ton of them i don't know if they were expecting that many or yeah. what but it, it was a lot of hogs to sort in one day i'm not gonna lie <laughs> so i i don't know how you do it schedule wise i mean it's it's one show after the next and then you know you, you take off and and go to miss america too in between and all the judging events and things like that i mean uh so so that leads me to a question here um first of all uh are the politics worse in pageants or in showing livestock i tell people all the time and until you've experienced it you really won't understand but the principles behind beauty pageants and stock shows and the materials we use are exactly the same we all (laughs) use paint hair and glue and the goal is is to make them as pretty as you possibly can and hope the judge votes in your favor. But to answer your question, yes, it can get that bad. <laughs> and yes, there are, the people are the same. There are some of those out there that you meet and you want to have a part in your life for as long as you live. And then there are those people that just like at stock shows that just stay on your aisle and I'll stay on mine and everything will be okay. But I mean, <laughs> it is, it is scary similar. And uh, again, until you, until you've experienced or done it, you don't realize it. I say that there are two big differences. First off, uh, pageants are climate controlled. <laughs> Secondly, most times animals don't talk back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I saw on social media there you had uh, quite the shiny jacket, so you were dialed in and ready to be at uh, the pageant, it seemed. Uh, yeah, I was making fun of myself on Snapchat pretty much, and so... Uh, I told everybody that the jackets that I was wearing the three nights of Miss America were the runner ups for the grand drive at Phoenix. So <laughs> we'll see if I we'll see if everyone agreed with me or not. But uh, oh, it was uh, that was an 11 day stretch and I got home Sunday talking wow. to you guys today. I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. It's times like this that I'm glad that I don't have a real big family. Right. Uh, because it would be bad today. But uh, And then you're turning around you, and headed to uh, the Arizona National here in a couple of days. Friday. Friday. Yep. Wow. Oh Friday. Yeah. And uh, we'll judge prospect stairs or junior heifers and then market stairs. And I'm also an official for the judging contest. And we'll get home and I'm judging... I think I have one day home and I'm judging a hog show in Austin on Saturday and a hog show close to Tulsa on Sunday. Awesome. Well, by the time this gets out there, uh, we're actually doing this uh, on New Year's. So happy New Year. But uh, by the time well, this gets New out Year there, to you guys too. yeah, so that'll, uh, that'll already be happening. I hope y'all still just continues to grow and be successful because it has really turned into something this past year. And I don't know if y'all know it, but like so many people 
have come up and, you know, said, oh, we listen to all the stock talks and we heard yours and all that. But it's not just about me. Y'all have got a devoted following out there that tune in every single week. And y'all's guests are so varied and different. And so I really think that y'all are doing it good and doing it right and look for bright things for this deal for y'all. Yeah, we uh we hope we can keep the train rolling in 2020. I, I you know, I it's kind of hard to you know, Trevor and I look back and and I, you know, even after your episode got just uh, a steamroll of popularity and and we were like, "Okay, what's next? How do we where do we go from here?" And uh, you know, even since then just the the amount of people uh, and the people that we've had the opportunity to interact with has just been mind blowing for us. But, um, you know, Ryan, what is going on at SBCC? What's new? What's crazy? Uh, seems like you, you're being on the road that much. I mean, managing it all, uh, who, who takes responsibility for that when you're on the road? <laughs> my parent, uh, you know, as far as the stuff here, my stepfather really helps out a great deal. And we have some people, you know, that work here daily and help out with just the day-to-day stuff. And, you know, we had a really nice run. Uh, Callie Ellis had a Charlotte heifer that won Kansas City and was reserving the junior show in Louisville. And wow. so uh, that was fun. And uh, we're going to fire up and get ready for Texas major shows uh, that are right around the corner. And we'll see how that plays out. But uh, just keep going at it. That's not, I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, you know, they ask, what's new, what's not. I said, I'm just going to keep doing everything I can do as long as they let me. Uh, I don't know when people will, you know, want me to not judge or not want me to help with their kids' projects and stuff like that, but I'm going to give it all I got until they shut me down, basically. So we'll just keep <laughs> charging along and trying to be successful no matter what. Well, we are noticing the Ryan Rash effect, which is – if you're judging a, a show, no matter what you have talked it is, to Dale Hummel. <laughs> oh, boy. People flock to those shows because you're honest. You do the right job and you you study them right. You're different than everybody else. And there's no doubt that everybody wants you to judge your livestock shows. So it's cool. I'm glad that you made it to Ohio to judge a pig show. Hope you come back. And I hope people noticed um, that so uh, i will be back in ohio in february for a cattle show the cupid classic nice they hired me actually that day that i was judging the hog shows uh <laughs> but so yeah oh, I, cool i am coming back already and like i said i think it's gonna slow down at some point but so far it hasn't and i'm i'm not complaining at all i just feel very blessed but at what point does judging sheep, hogs, cattle, goats get uh, just a little too mainstream and you got to venture off and judge, you know, reindeer and, uh, <laughs> and and moose? I tell everybody I can do just about anything but chickens or rabbits. <laughs> I wear feather and fur, but I don't like judging them. So other than that, I'm open. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're going to have to we're going to have to see if we can uh, if we can arrange some sort of a, a sea world type judging contest. Hi, a, I'm all about it. <laughs> uh, well, Ryan, we appreciate you. Uh, have a safe holiday and an absolutely incredibly successful 2020. And the same to you guys. And uh, I hope all y'all's families are doing well and good luck with y'all's adventures next year. And I look forward to tuning in and staying involved in it because again, y'all are doing a great job and, so many people are interested in what y'all are putting out there and it's really great for the industry. So thank y'all for doing what y'all do as well. You bet. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. 
So, luckily, uh, we saw him judge the Arizona National. We talked about in the intro. Yep. Did you see his champion slap? Nice. The most Brian Rash way to do it. It was awesome. Glitter. Glitter everywhere. Glitter everywhere. Saw it on Snapchat and on social media. Um, got found another peach one. He likes yep. his peach cattle. Yep. And that one's pretty good. Looked uh, like. Yes. I thought both of the champion reserver very, very high quality. Yeah. So No lack of muscle in those steers either. He talked about how he's excited to get there. Well, that time has come. And uh, gosh, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I just i am blown away by... Uh, and, and I'm blown away because all of those folks could just come back and talk to us again. And we're dying to do it. They love, they love to do it. And to hear what... That what feedback they had after their episode until now it was yep. really really cool that they all could do that i know brad is a pretty popular picture guy couldn't do it but that does not mean we will not keep trying to get a hold of him that's right that's right um ladies and gentlemen let me just tell you this we we love the responses we got from our last question that we always asked our guests and, and that was uh for 2019 it was where do you see the stock show industry in five years well we like to keep things, we like to shake things up here mm-hmm. at Stock Talk. So we're going to do a new one for 2020. Um, and actually, speaking of social smash earlier, Trevor, I, I, I kind of saw this on Facebook. And it was posted to the show pig page, I believe. And it was really good. It was a really good, valid question that I think more people need to hear answers from. And unfortunately, there wasn't some great answers given in, in, the, in the Facebook post. But... I think we're going to really get to some good stuff on this show. So I want to ask you, and you can ask me, what we're going to ask people in 2020. So, Trev, what is one of the most valuable lessons you've learned during your time in the show stock industry? See, this I, I when we talked about switching up our last question, <clears throat> um, first and foremost, I was like, oh, man, we've got a lot more guests to come, and I want to hear that five years question but i think we're at the point now where everybody's kind of got the same rhythm it's growing and exploding so this question here is one that we we're gonna hear a lot of people talk about and and hear those industry leaders man the valuable lessons that this industry has taught me um growing up i was i started in the livestock industry later than most today uh uh, I started in, when I was 10 years old, and up until that point, you know, I played baseball and football and was in sports and always competitive, but the industry as a whole has taught me how to respect in general, respect animals, respect people. Uh, name another sporting event where you go shake the person's hand that put you third or fourth or called you out at home. That does not happen in baseball. Mm. Not after the game. Yeah, so in the livestock industry, no matter where you're put, even if you don't get placed, it's common courtesy to go shake the judge's hand thank you for coming. Um, that is what I've learned a lot as a young kid to gain that respect, to learn the respect and responsibilities behind it. Um, I always, I used to say this on the microphone all the time when I judged. You know, we don't shake the umpire's hand when we slide in at home and he calls us out. Well, that's the amount of respect we have in this livestock industry. And then in my adult life, after showing, um, the amount of networking I gained through that childhood of 4-H and FFA and competitive livestock showing uh, and, and judging is uh, is unmatched. Um, 
we're sitting here in, in front of each other now, Corey, uh, about ready to go uh, meet up with some friends that we uh, that, that we've met in college because of the the industry we're in, um, and and it's going to continue. This podcast, we've met more and more people. So the lessons that I've learned is, um, uh, you know, long road, tiny house here, but. Don't burn bridges, although you really, really get mad at sometimes, and I tell myself this all the time, you never know who's going to come in interaction with you again. Um, and to be mad at something is kind of a waste of, of your time, mm-hmm. a, a waste of your life, to be honest with you. If you're mad and disturbed and just just mad at the world, then you're not putting the positive energy that needs to be in this industry. So the lessons that I've learned is, I, I, growing up, I got mad at people and, and told them about it. Well, now those relationships aren't there that I wish were. So the lessons that I've learned is just continue to be positive and keep networking. Corey, I want to know what lessons this livestock industry has given you. (sighs) Um, man. There's a lot. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get this answer. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's count course, how many times that happens. Or the, or the, over the course of time, you, you know, the lessons you learn are so vast and, and great. You know, there's little things like, you know, make sure you keep the outside waters heated yeah. when it's cold outside. You know, that's a good lesson <laughs> good to lesson. learn. Especially if you have to go out there and break that ice with a pickaxe or something, you know. <laughs> and then you bust the tank and then you got water spraying everywhere. Yeah, it's just not a good situation. Um, but I would say some of the most valuable lessons I've learned is, is in no particular order, is don't take yourself too seriously. Um, because as soon as you do, and you've eaten up all the humble pie you can, and you don't have any left, that's when you start losing friends and network and trust and that respect that you mentioned. I think if you take yourself too seriously uh, and don't realize just the amount of talent and great people there are in this industry, uh, that you're probably not going to last very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see that from the outside looking in, and it's something that's kind of been told to me, and I 100% agree with that. Uh, so don't take yourself too seriously. Um, appreciate history. Uh, something that I learned from Dan Hogue, uh, not only on this show, but, you know, going to JUCO. Um, and, you know, always remember that this industry is worth worth more than the banner. Mm-hmm. Big time. So those are kind of the three that hit home to me. Um, yeah, man. That's a. That's I cannot wait. Be a great question. <laughs> I cannot wait to ask people yes, this, and I we're going to battle who's going to ask it because that's probably even tougher than 2019's last question. Yeah. So, um, my gosh, guys, the reason we put this together, uh, and one among many, is to thank you guys. Um, we 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 hear you. Uh, the episodes that you loved is in the numbers. And the one, the people that were in this episode today are the ones that you guys listen to the most. Now, I encourage you to jump species. Uh, if I had to, to give you any piece of advice, I've listened to more cattle talk and sheep talk and goat talk than I have in years. And it's because I've listened to the industry leaders that we have on this episode. Now, you may not have any interest in raising another species than what you're in. 
But let's put that aside and listen to what these folks on this podcast have said about their species that they're passionate about, because I promise you, it cross over to your species. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just saying that to, to get us numbers. I'm saying that for your for your own good, just to go back and listen to other species, uh, because I have, and it's been awesome. But again, thank you guys so much for an incredible 2019. Um, we have things coming in 2020 Ooh, that I cannot wait to tell. And we've said this for probably a month now. You guys are probably sick of hearing it. But I'm telling you, we've got even less details to work out than we did before. And it's going to be huge. We're building logos and warming up tires, I'll tell you that. Yes, yes. So um, you guys are incredible. Corey, uh, tell them where we need to go if we need to get some t-shirts and sweatshirts. Ladies and gentlemen, visit stocktalk-podcast.com today or tomorrow or whenever. And look and see what all we got going on on our new website. Love it to death. We've had it now for probably the last four months or so. And it's incredible. Um, you can get your merch, you can listen to episodes, you can pretty much do anything you want. Submit a topic. There's videos There's on there There's videos now. on there um, of just me and Trev goofing around. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys want to stay in touch with us, visit our website, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all the above. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. From yours truly, the Stock Talk crew, have a happy new year. Bye.